Yo, guys, what's up? It's Aiden Taco Jones here. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree. Today's Saturday, the 29th of September. Um, I thought I'd chuck out this as like a bonus episode because... Um, so basically today, this episode, I've got a guest on. Um, this is my mate Milo Edwards. Milo is a comic from, um, from England. Uh, I met him like a year ago. Um, but the crazy thing about Milo is that he, so he's English, but, um, what we talk about in this episode is he's done comedy in Russia in the language, like Russian. (laughs) I always find that really hard to (laughs) fucking explain to people. He does comedy in Russia, in Russian. I feel like I'm saying the word Russia twice and it makes me sound dumb, but I mean, that's the fucking truth, mate. Um, yeah, he does comedy. Uh, he's been on Russian TV a bunch doing stand-up in Russian and uh, has travelled all around Russia doing shows. Um, and I just think that's so fucking interesting, man. So I've been wanting to talk to him about that for ages and chuck it up as a little bonus guy. So that's what this is. Um, we talk about a bunch of cool... He's got fucking so many stories from that crazy-ass country. I think by the sounds of the conversation that we had, it's uh, it seems like he's kind of done with Russia for the moment of like he's just over the the whole country and um the stresses of living there and the weird bureaucracy of it so he's moved back to london we did this pod and we recorded this conversation like a couple of weeks ago or a week ago or something um at his and his girlfriend's flat in whitechapel in london and that's where he's staying for the time being but he's got some fucking crazy stories about he, he also the dude went to cambridge um, and studied classics and is very kind of well-spoken on politics and all this kind of stuff. So I asked a bunch of dumbass questions of shit that I have no fucking idea about and he explained <laughs> a bunch of little uh, weird kind of idiosyncrasies of Russian politics and stuff to me. But he talked about like having to get an HIV test to get into the country, um, like fucking weird towns in Russia that you've probably never heard of that I'd never fucking heard of or like places... <laughs> this is this, the the gulf in so um milo also has a podcast called the trash future podcast which is like a socialist podcast and um when we met last summer in europe we did a gig together in the south coast on the south coast of england that was like some garbage gig and we hung out and became friends and then he had me on his podcast and the gulf of knowledge between me and him and Riley Quinn, who's one of the other co-hosts of his podcast, they both went to Cambridge. The The difference in, like, understanding levels of these kind of fucking subjects is so clear whenever I'm on their fucking podcast. Because the whole thing is me just going like, oh, what's that? Cool, man. And what's that? And what's that one? <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, I don't know. So um, this was kind of cool, man, to talk about Europe with, uh, to talk, sorry, to talk about Russia with someone who has lived there for a few years, really fucking knows his shit about it. And uh, I don't know, man. Hopefully you guys like it. Um, if you do like it, you can fucking follow Milo at Milo underscore Edwards on Twitter. He's a big Twitter boy. Um, check out the Trash Future podcast. It's real fun. It's like, if you're into socialism and politics in general, you'll probably fucking come your little loads over it. If not, like my mum listened to it and she was like, oh, I don't really know about this one, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so if if you know my mum or if you feel like you would like the same things as her you might not like the trash fisher podcast but um i always enjoy going on and uh and i always enjoy hanging out with milo and talking to milo man so i hope you guys enjoy this episode this is milo edwards so what would have been so terrible if i had a small fortune if I were a rich man, I have a dividend. All day long, I dividend. If I were a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work hard. I have a dividend. If I were a bit rich, idle, diddle, diddle, diddle man. I'd build a big tall house with the rooms by the dozen Right in the middle of the town A fighting roof and a real wooden floors below Um, yeah, great. What does it actually there say, though? Uh, it says, like, it says, like, uh, Bakarin Cosmos, which means, well, Cosmos is space. Yep, Cosmos, Hey. Bakarim is, like, uh, it's not a word I know super well, but it means something to do with, like, um, 
uh, like 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 magic or like enchanting something. Ah, uh, like, so it's uh, like the yeah. space is magical or some shit. Or like, well, it's like we are going to like enchant the cosmos, or like we're gonna go to the cosmos. Ooh, I don't know. Exactly sure. We're really gonna cast a spell work. on it. What's yeah, the maybe. what's the script? Uh, th- I've actually yeah. What's like the family of Russian script? Where does that all come from? It's uh, it's Cyrillic is what it's called, but it's uh, it's from uh, it's based on Greek essentially. Okay, but some of the letters are uh, Hebrew. Is there um language based on Greek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like kind of similar. It's like uh, it's based on it. You can sort of uh, y- the grammar is similar in the way it's structured. Sure, and a lot of their technical vocabulary is like quite. I was thinking, I was thinking that the other day, like where does Greek fit in? How the fuck did they get up there? You know all that kind of shit because you'd study oh, classics, yeah. right? How did they end up there? Well, um... <laughs> they, they <laughs> fucked their way nah. through the Urals. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the, most of the people who live in Greece now are, like, ethnically Turkish. Okay. Um, because they were, like, basically invaded by the Turks and ruled by the Turks. For That's such a so long funny because Greek people hate Turks. I know. They hate them. And yet they are It's Turks. like, you are them. Look at your chest, mate. <laughs> It's like Velcro. Yeah, you're hairy like a Turk. <laughs> like a Turk. <laughs> Is that like like uh, the the B side to Duran Duran's "Hungry Like the Wolf"? Is hairy like <laughs> hairy a Turk. Hairy like a Turk. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I remember being like, uh, what was it? There was a kid that I went to school with, like in primary school, called Alan, who moved from uh, Germany to Australia. Okay. And number one, what a transition! Oh, <laughs> we used to fucking rip the shit out of him because he used to say like, uh, like instead of V's, he said W's. He would be like, oh, "I'm yeah. very good." Um, Which is weird because they don't have W in German at all. Yeah, I know. I guess like he couldn't wrap his head around the V sound, and he thought mm. it was. Uh, for whatever reason, it's like when French people, instead of saying south, the south, they go de thaus. De thaus. De th- in de thaus, yeah, they can't say south, uh, like they they can't mm. wrap their mouths around the, you know, know. around the giant dick that is the word <laughs> south. <laughs> um, yeah, north, we used to, very we, easy, we, south. <laughs> we used to rip on him for that, but then um, I remember him telling us, and the kid would have been like nine, you know, so he's probably just mm. regurgitating this. Uh, and I remember him being like, oh, in Germany, it is a very big problem, Turkish people. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And that was, and I, you know, you're nine. And I'd never even really, like Australia, Adelaide especially, is a very homogenous society. And I'd never really. <laughs> Australia? Yeah. Homogenous? <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> I'd never really encountered the idea of like different races being a problem because it's just mm. white people. Like me in primary school, it was just white people. Like the closest we had to like, it was like. The Greek kids go to Greek school, you know? And I was like, I want to go to Greek school. Yeah, why not? Learn um, about, learn about you know, young boys and <laughs> playing, playing the fucking liar. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play the liar. What else? I, honestly, I was like, I was like uh, jealous of the Greek kids going to Greek school because they were all mm. my friends and they all went to this thing after school and I was like, I want to go to that. And then they were to do karate as well. And what? I just, <laughs> the I li- famous Greek karate. Yeah, <laughs> I lied yeah. and just said that I did karate as well. I was like, yeah, I'm already a black belt. That's why I don't go anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredibly you. Yeah. Socrates taught Plato karate. Plato <laughs> taught Aristotle karate. Who taught it to Alexander the Great. Yeah. Who basically conquered the known world with using ca- karate. With fucking chops. He didn't he even just, have a sword. Yeah, he just stood on the top of uh, on the top of the Italian Alps with a block of wood and went, ha! And everyone went, oh shit, dude. This guy's serious. This guy's for real, Let's man. Let's just surrender. <laughs> um... But yeah, no, I'd never like encountered that before. It was just like, yeah, dude, dude, it's a very big problem to Turkish people. And we're all like, I was like, yeah, all right. I, and I like took that knowledge with me until like very, like uh, maybe 10 years later. You know, you mm. like learn something as a kid and yeah. you don't question it for a long time. So I was just like, yeah, t- t- Turkish people are a problem in Germany. Yeah, I like they gave you a very specific prejudice against Turkish people. Not that they're a problem in general, but yeah, that they're, no, a they're just a problem in Germany. In, Germany. It was, it, in my mind, it was like they're normal, they're fine until they go to Germany, and then something about Germany just just flicks mm, their switch, gets, you know? Gets yeah. them going the wrong way. Yeah, they start vandalizing and Ooh, uh, yeah. uh, like uh, damaging the currency, <laughs> 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 just like ripping it to shreds. Yeah. <laughs> We shit on your German currency in Yeah, Turkey. man, it was bad. Mm. Um, I wanted, I kind of wanted to talk about fucking just you going to Russia, man. I feel like we've spoken about that a bunch, mm. but it's such an interesting story. You, Bizarre. You, you went to Russia because you had a mate who was Russian. 
Yeah, yeah. One of my best friends from university is a Russian guy. Yeah. So we used to go there on holiday, and then I kind of went there enough times that I learned a bit of the language. And yeah. I was like, oh, I finished university. What I may as well do is go to Russia for a few months Just and like, improve my Russian, like hang out with some oh, people great. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you'd already started doing comedy. Yeah, yeah. So I'd probably been doing stand-up for about four years at that point. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, and then I was like, I was out there and doing a bit of stand-up in English just because I didn't want to stop doing it. Yeah. And uh, I got invited to take part in this like Russian TV show, which is basically a bit like Last Comic Standing. Yeah. Um, but in Russian. But I spoke Russian, but I'd never done stand-up in Russian. So I got invited to do this TV show. And you just like wrote a set in Russian? Yeah, basically. And then kind of the, the the producers of the show coached me through it a little bit because they kind of wanted like... Some, ah, yeah, they yeah, was, yeah. They were so desperate for good comics to take part in this show because there's like... In Russia, there are so few comedians in sure. general. And so if you're looking for like good comedians who aren't already on TV, it's like difficult to find them. Yeah, right. So how did they find you? How did they? How did you get invited to do that? So this is another bizarre story. Uh, with, the, with the guys I was doing English stand-up with, we did a tour of the Balkans. Yeah. Because one of them was from Croatia, and he like had uh, had all these contacts in like Croatia, Serbia, and Slovenia. So we did a, an English stand-up tour, but it was like Russia-themed yeah. of the Balkans. And that was... Like three unre- completely unrelated Venn diagram circles mysteriously yeah, yeah, crossing yeah. in Zagreb. Yeah, fuck. Um, yeah, because also it turns out the Balkans are like, Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't realize. Oh, who would have thought it? A, a part of the world known chiefly for genocide yeah, uh, yeah, would yeah, be yeah. bad. But, oh boy. Because we went in May and we thought, oh, it's going to be warm because yeah. it's Southern Europe. So we took like short. It like it fucking snowed. Damn, in May. <laughs> oh, it was so Were the bad. shows good? What were the shows? Like the in shows theaters? were great. Yeah. So we did, a, we did like a big comedy club in Zagreb called Studio Smiecha. And I think some London comics go there because it's All right. like. They like they love English stand up out there. Like a lot of people in the Balkans speak good English. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we did that. We did a we did like a restaurant in Belgrade in Serbia. Uh-huh. Um, so actually, I think the first one we did was actually Slovenia. Yeah. So we flew into Zagreb, but then we immediately got like a five hour bus to Slovenia. Sure. Um, and we did Ljubljana, which was really nice. It was like a small club. And then, like, Slovenia is actually really nice. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, it's been in the EU longer than the other, uh, like, Balkan countries. So, like... What go, other Balkan countries? I don't even fucking right, know. Right, so you've got... Uh, there's Slovenia. There's... Um, well, so I'm talking about Yugoslavia here. I okay. Guess. So you've got Slovenia, Serbia... Uh, Croatia and like Berts- Bosnia and Herzegovina. Yeah. And there's other countries that you could call Balkan, but they're like outside that group, like Bulgaria, Romania, okay. places like that. These are the countries that people generally are talking about when they talk about Eastern Europe. Well, no, because people also mean like Poland, Lithuania, Latvia, like okay. Hungary. These are all of these countries just sound like the same country to me, though. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, those, <laughs> like, have you ever seen both of these countries in the same room at the yeah. same time? No. <laughs> Romania and Hungary. Well, yeah, last yeah, time yeah. I had, they're pretty fucking hungry in Romania. Yeah. So, you know, what's yeah, going I, on there? I, I've, I mean, yeah, I don't know any differences between these countries, but yeah, they all hate each other, right? Well, yeah, some of them hate each other, some of them don't. The, the people of like the former Yugoslavia like seem seem to moderately hate each other. But, okay, but in a like weird like they, some of them love each other, some and of them so, hate each other in like a pantomimic kind of way. Oh, as we hate those understand. dirty bloody Slavs. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're all Slavs, okay. <laughs> but that would be that would be a very Slavic thing to do to just hate. All Slavs, including yourself. <laughs> um, if there's one thing living in Russia has taught me, it's, it's like a very, uh, it's a very real thing. I think um, so. The main cause of conflict in in Yugoslavia, I think, is uh, the Serbians who just okay. like like having wars. They just like invading people. Great. Um, and uh, and yeah, there's there's been a lot of like weird political changeovers in there. I think during the Second World War, the Croatians supported the Nazis. Oh, um, so yeah. Is it the kind <laughs> picking of picking the wrong team? Is it the kind of thing where you can go over there and make jokes about Serbians, or that like to everyone else kind of thing? Like, do they laugh at jokes about Serbians, or does it have to be mean? Like, I mean, maybe they do. I didn't experiment with that because I thought I didn't know enough about Serbians yeah, to yeah. do any jokes that wouldn't just be blind prejudice. <laughs> it's just like they've got long toenails or whatever. You know? Oh yeah, that would be good. <laughs> Those hairy Serbs. <laughs> <laughs> My critique of just every nationality boils down to hairiness. Hairiness or lack of hair. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Those disgustingly smooth Croats. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> it's like they've been lubed up. Yeah. 
Nothing. Going down, down a wind tunnel, you didn't even notice. Yeah. Gross. Um, but, but yeah, yes, if you go, we went on this trip. So from basically uh, Slovenia, which is really nice, it's like beautiful. Apart from it being really fucking cold, as it turned yeah, out. Yeah. And then into like Croatia, which is like it's now in the EU, but it's like less. It's been there less long than Slovenia, and you can see that it's like it's kind of okay. There's been like some basic infrastructure investment, but it still feels like a kind of like still feels a bit like Yugoslavia. There's still that kind of like there's a lot of concrete and like okay is there like uh, what are we talking like intercity buses once a day kind of shit or is it still pretty good uh, transport i'm and not stuff? i'm not sure about the like the like how did you get around on that tour um so we went on a coach okay um but it was just like a regular public coach we bought like tickets at bus stations yeah 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 um which was you know interesting yeah that's um, fine but yeah the really traumatic one was uh we got when we got the coach to serbia uh-huh. and as soon as you cross over the border it's like you've gone back in time 50 years it's like right. you know oh yeah and then we're driving through and we're trying to sleep because it's like the middle of the night and then the bus driver has like serbian pop music on <laughs> and it's like and it's like so horrific and it's like filtering into your brain you know yeah, like you're yeah, having yeah. this dream and it's like and you're like fuck and that's what it sounds like it sounds like any like that's kind of what like greek music and shit sounds like as well or just any european music that you can't understand yeah you just start hearing weird high-pitched strings and you're like oh no oh no here we go it's like if like cheap sausages were music That is the kind of music they would be. <laughs> Man, I remember being in South America and it's a similar thing where you go from like a pretty well-off country in South America, mm. cross the border to the other one and they literally give you a worse... Co- like you, oh, we went from Argentina back to Bolivia mm. and the Argentinian coach is like quite nice and there's like a yeah. steward on there and then you get to the border and everyone gets like out. Nazi money to you, good use. Yeah. <laughs> you go through the border, you like put your fucking passport, you get it stamped and then you walk through the building, you go to the other side and there's a bus like a third of the size waiting for you for the same amount of people and the seats oh, are nice. all like exposed metal and stuff mm. and there's no steward and someone's like selling chickens at the door and it's just like... All right, we're in Bolivia now. <laughs> <laughs> Selling chickens at the door. For some reason, the idea of a seat with exposed metal just made me think of you getting on a seat and there being like a, like a sort of like frayed away hole in it and you like pull it open. There's just like a Slipknot album under <laughs> there. <and you're> like, <laughs> like, uh, just fucking Bolivia. Y- fucking exposed metal. Yeah. yeah, just they're all naked on the front cover. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sick. But the tour was good. Yeah, so was wh- what were the rooms that you were doing in Russia that got that before you did this tour? Like, how long were you doing comedy in Russia before you did that? So the whole uh, I'd been there about nine months, I guess. Okay, and, and you're I doing like much one or two gigs home. a week. Yeah, like yeah, about two gigs a week, something like yeah. that. because it's not that much. I mean, like we were doing the only the English gigs. There was the regular thing. Most of the English circuit revolved around this bar called Jim and Jacks. Okay, which it still mostly does, as far as I can tell. But yeah. like. Uh, the the guys who do English stand up in Moscow are always having like huge fights with each other, right. and then like, and then who who runs the stand up at this bar will like change hands, but like <laughs> the actual the stand up there just continues anyway. Everyone rocks up and still does their sets there, but there's yeah. just a different guy. Yeah, and uh, and then there's also there's a there's a there's a stand up club in Moscow called Stand Up Number One, which is like a bigger club, um, and they have like well you've met like uh, Vasya and Sasha and those yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. So they're all like from Stand Up Number One, and that's, yeah, and they do. Stuff with Jim and Jack, but Stand Up Number One has its own English stand up show, okay, uh, which is run by this guy, uh, an English guy who's interesting, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then the, and then they also organize like random shit around like a lot of uh, English schools and stuff, okay, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. which is like the worst. Oh, thing. and then you have to do English to people who are literally trying to learn English. Well, that's any from you doing stand up. Oh, really? Oh, fuck, yeah. no people expats and stuff. Up. And then not many, like, so there used to be, when I was first there, there were more expats, but then as Russia gets worse, the expats gradually leave. Is it getting worse? Hasn't Russia always been oh. fucked? Oh, they started putting people in jail for memes. Oh, really? Which I find it's like... Oh, fuck yeah. It's like, it's really bad, but it's so hilarious. Yeah, you yeah. Almost can't, they're like, and, and not even like for posting them, but for like liking memes, you can get put in jail now. What? If it's like an... On ad, Facebook. If it's like the wrong kind of like political meme wow like yeah like like what do this uh small thing and putin's dick have in common <laughs> they're both hairy as fuck <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean like well also like the kind of like stuff that the government 
all take exception to in Russia can be like really counterintuitive. Like for example, um, you can like have something like, oh yeah, you know, Putin's a, Putin's a fucking dick face, and you know, no, you yeah, get nothing. Yeah. But then like you'll say something really random about like the Orthodox Church or something, and you've got like the police at your door. Oh, is he scratching that? Yeah, he's just chilling. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's fucking wild. Yeah, so th- yeah, that's um, that's actually a common way they like putting people in jail for like blasphemy. Oh my god! Which in a country that was officially atheist for like seventy-five years is it not like, anymore since the fall of the USSR? No, so they've like they've brought it back. Um, and like in in general terms, like most Russians have bought into it. Um, because uh, which I think is an interesting like analysis of the national mentality of like i think a lot of people in russia just like they like having a fucking obvious power structure okay. and it doesn't really matter if you change the name so like it first of all it was like uh you know the Tsar, and then it was communism and now it's like putin and the orthodox church yeah but it's like it's actually all the same shit it's just yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. Just been like rebranded well putin is basically the Tsar now yeah, I mean, he's actually much more... A lot of people say, like, oh, it's like the Soviet Union, but actually it isn't. It's way more like the Tsar. Yeah. Like, there's, like... Because in the Soviet Union, for better or worse, they had, like, a lot of public services and stuff. Okay. Which were, like, you know, they were maybe shitty, but, like, you could... crumbling You could or go whatever. to university for free and, like, really? you had, like, free healthcare and stuff like that. I mean... It wasn't good, but it was yeah, like better yeah. than what they have it was now, which is like nothing. And the ideology was there. They were like, we want yeah. people to have free healthcare, whereas now they're like, no, you don't yeah. get healthcare. No, <laughs> fuck it. Does he have any kids, Putin? Uh, he does, but I couldn't honestly tell. I think yeah, he definitely has a daughter. Yeah, I'm right. I'm not sure if he has any more kids than that. Yeah, maybe, okay. Maybe not. That's not even officially available. Yeah. <laughs> really that's sure. mental. Imagine if because he what's wild. he going to do next when he dies? How old is the dude? Like 60? <laughs> what's he going to do when he dies? Yeah, what's, <laughs> what's his yeah, next, next move after death? I smell a sitcom. <laughs> Putin moves in with Jesus. <laughs> 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 <They're like laughs> there's, like, there's like an announcement goes over the Tannoy in heaven. Uh, <laughs> uh, has anyone parked a black G wagon? <laughs> it's in a disabled bay, and then sort of curb your enthusiasm music yeah. comes on as Putin looks at the camera. Yeah, yeah, he's like, eh. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, like, I mean, how old is he? Is he like sixty? He's like sixty-four, sixty-five. Something I like mean, that. so he's probably got a good ten years of solid power still left in him. Probably solid power. Solid, yeah, a real rock hard. This power. stove runs on throbbing power. power. <laughs> Throbbing power. Throbbing before hairy power. <laughs> <laughs> before the power starts to go a little limp at weekends, you oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When the, when That's a just, sad day. When you when you've had it when you've had a few too many pills and the power just isn't what it used to be. Yeah. And you can feel it's artificial power. It's not like that oh, real yeah. power that you used to get. You start taking the other pills to get is the power. Th- is there any idea of like a plan for the future in that country? Uh no, I mean so one of uh so you met uh, Ivan the guy who's doing the, my Edinburgh show with me yeah 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 um so he had this he had this bit about how like how complicated the future tense is in English and how in Russia they barely even have a future tense because the concept of talking about the future is just insane <laughs> to them. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Like the future, we will all be dead. Re- um, wow. Uh, what do yeah. they say? Like you say, I'm going to go do this tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no. So they, you can say tomorrow and stuff like that. But like they, so uh, in English, you can say stuff like, uh, uh, by the time Aiden gets home, I will have been drinking beer for four hours. Like, yeah. you, whereas you can't say shit like that in Russian. Yeah, be, yeah. Totally. You'd have to use like a very long sentence to express that. Well. Idea. Um, they have like simple future, like which is divided in a different way to English. So you can. Uh, they have like a continuous and simple future that was very strictly divided. So, for example, um, if you were like, uh, I'm going to make you a cup of tea, yeah. that's like one kind of future. And if you say like, um, uh, I'm going to work as a comedian, that's like a different kind of future because right. one is like a long-term action and one yeah. is like a short-term action. And they differentiate grammatically between those two things in a okay. way that you don't in English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so th- there's like a lot of shit like that. But yeah, in general, they have much well, less. I guess working as a comedian is a repetitive thing, whereas making you a cup of tea has a definite end, right? Yeah. Un- unlike <laughs> working as unlike a working as a comedian, which has a very vague end and start, and many different gaps in between. It's sort of amorphous torture <laughs> that, that you just go through, and you're not really sure which, which direction it's going. Yeah, if any yeah, direction yeah. At all. Um, yeah, that's like a that's. I think that's the most mind fucky thing about being a comedian is like, oh, there's no. There's yeah, no I don't know what really this. happens. Like, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. Just sort of you kind of you vaguely. Um, it always reminds me of that that speech from the end of the film.
film Layer Cake. Haven't seen it. Oh, have you not? No. Is, is it about a, some sort of cake? Uh, yeah, it's about it's about it's like it's like Great British Bake Off the movie with, with Daniel Craig and Michael Gambon. The uh, Act One is about the top layer, mm. the icing, and then we get into Act Two, which is the sponge, and then mm. Act Three, which is the creamy, creamy center. Now, why would why would the center be the third layer? <laughs> like the cream. Have you ever eaten a cake where all the cream is on the bottom? Like what the fuck? How would you even begin to serve a that? sponge floating on a bed of cream? <laughs> like not even like whipped cream, but like just single cream. I think I've just revealed that I don't know how cakes are made. <laughs> Neither do you understand the film Layer Cake, nor do you understand even the concept of cake. <laughs> For me, every cake is a new mystery. <laughs> yeah Never make Aiden a cake Because he will burn you At the stake yeah. for being a witch How did you How did you, how did you get how the did you cream In the fly? middle Yeah <laughs> upon, upon what exactly Is this cake afloat <laughs> um, what's, what's the speech At the end of layer cake uh, So layer cake uh, Without Without like Spoiling it for anyone Who's not seen it <laughs> Here's the you. ending um, <laughs> No so th- th- I can do it Without giving away The ending But there's just This speech okay. at the end Which won't tell you What happens to it. But basically the film Is about Daniel Craig Is like a, a, Like a high end Cocaine wholesaler In London Great. And he decides It's really dangerous And he hates All the criminals He works with So he wants to retire And it's about like Everyone's like this. The guy that he works for is like Oh you have to do me this one last favor or I won't let you retire. And then it like it spirals into this like massive conspiracy which he like gradually unravels. Right. Anyway. And so at the end of the film, um, there's this other like uh, boss guy, Michael Gambon, who's like kind of like the sort of like uh, antagonist of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he's giving Daniel Craig this speech where he's like uh, where he's like, Look son, he's like, I know you're on the wrong end of this now, but one day you're gonna be sitting here telling some other young Turk the facts of life. He's like, because what happens is when you start out, you take shit, you climb a little higher, you take more shit. You climb a little higher, you, taste le- you take less shit. And then eventually you're up in a rarefied atmosphere and you've forgotten what shit even looks like. Mm-hmm. And I think that is that's like kind of <laughs> like being a comedian. <laughs> yeah, I think that's well, what That's it is. like the promise though, right? But some people always eat shit. Yeah. Some people do. just learn to enjoy the taste of shit. Yeah, I, so this is what I find amazing about people who are like genuinely bad comedians yeah. who continue doing comedy is that it's like, what pleasure do you get out of bombing? Yeah, I mean, I think some people like the community though, right? Some people just Maybe, go out yeah. because they know these people and like, especially in a city like London where the open mic is like its own special purgatory that you can mm. never escape from. <laughs> like you can, you go to the same places and the same people are there for years and years and years. And yeah. you're not even really properly friends with them. In fact, in a way, you probably hate and resent them as they do you. Yeah. But you share <laughs> something. Everyone just wants to grind <laughs> everyone else into yeah. the dirt <laughs> in pursuit of like It's like a bunch of amputees stuck in a swimming pool trying to get out, you know, and none of them can. And they're all trying to fucking like wrestle each other to the bottom yeah. and push <laughs> each other down but they can't do it so they're all just stuck in this pool Je- jeremy London, you're Mike. my best friend jeremy but how many fucking paid gigs have you done yeah. Jeremy? <laughs> yeah, as many I mean, as me i've done two but like yeah i'm glad i don't do fucking comedy in london anymore man it's, it's, it's dark yeah it's, i mean i've only just i've only just moved back to it so i'm gonna see I'm gonna yeah see but you're still goes. making money from stuff in russia though as well yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got some, I've got some, I've got some irons in the fire. I've got yeah. some savings from doing the TV comedy in Russia. Yeah, and, sick. And I've got, um, I'm doing like some video stuff at the moment. But I mean, anything that comes out of Russia is like incredibly inconsistent. So yeah, like, yeah. There's like some film work that I might get, but it's, can you, know, you go back and do that? Like more, uh, um, you know, TV stuff or whatever, or do you have to kind of be there? You, you kind of have to be there, I think. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I like I haven't burned any bridges. Like I could go back and do it, but like I just don't want. Like in my experience, I am like personally just sick of living in Russia. And it's like I have a lot of great friends there. It's like a fun place, but like yeah. uh, like after a while, you're like this. This country is like too. Yeah. Well, you were up. saying it was starting to get hard with visas and stuff, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So they're clamping down on that more because it, well, it's like a dumb system whereby like it's a hangover from the Soviet Union where like every, all the bureaucracy there is like mad and Kafkaesque. So like getting a visa, basically everyone lies to get a visa to a greater or lesser extent because right. if you actually jump through all the hoops, you would never get a visa because you you would be doing it to the end of your very life. Really? Itself. Yeah. Um, and so there's like what kind of yeah? Give us an example. Um, like. So, like, just to get, like, a like a work visa, you have to prove that you don't have AIDS. What? Yeah, that's, like, a normal, <laughs> a normal Russian visa requirement that you have to do. You have which to is prove that you don't... You're like, look, I am HIV positive, but it's not developed yet. I still have yeah. all of my <laughs> fucking little thingies, whatever they're called, the white blood cells or whatever. That was actually a funny story I had because I had to go and get a test to, like, get yeah, this yeah. document to the Russian embassy. Did it's always scary getting an AIDS test because you're like, I don't think I have AIDS, but, like... But the stakes are high. Yeah, you're like, I'm pretty that sure I It's like a Schrodinger's cat type situation. It's like, maybe I just better leave the box unopened. Yeah. I don't want to know if my cat's dead. <laughs> One day I just suddenly die of a sore throat and I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess this is how yeah, it Yeah, I guess I had AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's immortal last words. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess I had AIDS. <laughs> Put that on my tombstone. Pull off, pulling off the mask. Old man AIDS. It was you all along. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's such funny last words. <laughs> well, I guess I had AIDS. He gets hit by a bus. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess I had AIDS. <laughs> it attracts buses. <laughs> um, yeah, so I had to go and get an, a- an AIDS test or an HIV test. I mean, I think it's actually an HIV test. They test yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it's an yeah. HIV test. Um, and... Uh, and so the only place where I could get it done within 24 hours that wasn't a private clinic was this um, hospital, well, like, like an NHS, like, but it's basically like like an AIDS clinic. It's like a place yeah, where like, yeah, they yeah. do it. And so I got an appointment there. And uh, and like on the on like the ground floor, they have like a regular STD clinic, and then upstairs they have like the HIV AIDS clinic. Right. And so I walk in there, and I'm like, and I've made an appointment. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm here. I have to get an HIV test. And the woman goes like, oh. You need to go upstairs. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So I go upstairs and then I, I go up to the desk and the woman's like, what are you here for? I'm like, oh, I need to get an HIV test. And she's like, oh. <laughs> Fill out this form. And like, this is a woman who works in the HIV yeah, clinic, but yeah. she still seems like kind of like, oh, oh. Ooh, serious yucky. business um and then she gives me the she gives me the form like she's all said it in a nice way but was definitely expressing concern yeah yeah and then, so i get the form and then like the, the the top bits of the form is like you know what's your name where do you live that kind of stuff and then the first actual question on the form was how many times in the last month have you had unprotected anal sex <laughs> <laughs> it's like who is counting <laughs> you know like why how would i know what am i supposed yeah, to keep a that's tally chart like, um yeah, so I was like, uh, you know, zero, just to be safe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so I'm filling out the form. And I start to notice that, like, everyone else in the clinic it like it is, like, an incredibly buff dude in, like, a really tight T-shirt. And isn't being gay illegal over there? No, this was in London. Sorry. Oh, it's in London. Yeah, oh, in London. oh, great. Oh, wow. That's so interesting that they were... Oh, sorry, I was thinking that this was in Russia and, no. these, and these people at the clinic were, like, giving you kind of chiding looks. Because of some political thing or whatever, because it's like frowned upon. Right, this was in London. Oh no, no, in Russia they would just be the same level of rude to you they are in any <laughs> customer service situation. They would like slam a clipboard down the table. Fill <laughs> form. Um, yeah, and then so I go in. Then I go in to see the nurse, and then she's like really nice, but is again has like misread the situation. Yeah, she's yeah. Like, oh my god, sweetie, what's happened to you? And I'm like. Nothing's happened to me. Yeah, and yeah. She's I'm like, to get a visa. And she's like, no, but what have you, what have you done? Like, why do you need the test? She's like, because you've signed up for the urgent. Test. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I just need to prove that I don't have HIV to get a visa. Yeah. And then she's like, it's okay. You can tell me. And I'm like, wow. no, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just the, need Russia's bureaucracy is so inherently ridiculous that this woman thinks that you're lying to her. Yeah. I need to prove to, to a group of Russian men that I don't have HIV <laughs> for a thing, okay? And it's not sex. It's not a sex thing. <laughs> um, and then so she does the test and then, I mean, like they have like a, like a, you know, like a formula they have to run through. So yeah. she's like, just in case it comes out positive, I'm like, once again, not concerned. I actually do have HIV, but fine. Um, right. She's like, you know, uh, don't worry. There's all these things we can do. You know, the medication's really good and stuff. She's like running me all the things they can do if I do have HIV. Right. And I'm sitting there and I'm starting to think like, 
Maybe I do have HIV. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone like, t- yeah, 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 like, totally. Fuck, like maybe. Maybe I... Uh, I guess they want to prepare people for the worst because people probably fucking start crying and shit. Yeah, I mean, it's like one of the things where you're sitting there and you're like, yeah, this is like very... This all seems very sensible. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. the situation of someone who's like not yeah, just totally. proving they don't have HIV for a visa. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it was it was a very it was very weird, and that turned out um, I didn't have HIV. So oh, amazing! That was great, great oh, news. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, we've been so relieved <laughs> to find out something you pretty much knew already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like someone asks you, "Are you dead?" Enough times, you start to think. Oh, I mean, I've seen fucking mm. the sixth sense, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I, was, I, I am. <laughs> I am balding. <laughs> <laughs> Just start looking like Bruce Willis. Uh, what's Ooh. Putin going to do when he's dead? He's going to go and haunt a child, like a mentally <laughs> dispossessed child, and teach him to, you know, understand dead people. To be honest, I actually haven't seen The Sixth Sense, mm. uh, which is so annoying because you don't need spoilers to. for that movie are so ingrained in our culture. Yeah. You literally can't avoid them. I was almost trying to mind fuck myself for years and years. Like, you know, when. This is an obtuse kind of example, but like the word chlamydia, right? Because yeah. I have a bit about getting chlamydia and I would write that in my notebook, just the word chlamydia as like to mm-hmm. remind myself in a set list or whatever. And for a long time, I try, I actually still don't know exactly where the Y and the I, which way around they are. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to know because it's fun to not know things. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of know something and not know it. And for a long Ooh. time, I tried to do that kind of double think with the sixth sense. Like I'd hear spoilers for it and be like, oh, I don't quite understand. <laughs> 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 and just tell myself that I didn't quite understand what the thing was. But I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd, if I see the movie, I'll know what's coming. And it's such a bummer. It will. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, to be honest, like I watched it once when I was a kid and I was like mildly traumatized. But I mean, I was like, young. I was like seven. Yeah, for real. Um, and the only bit of it I really remember is there's this bit where like the kid is like hiding in a in a tent in his bedroom because he's scared that he just constantly keeps seeing dead people, which is, you know, pretty <laughs> legit. Which is pretty scary, yeah. You know, it's pretty moderately scary. Yeah. And, uh, and then this like, uh, like ghost woman in like a nighty just bursts through the doors of his tent and just vomits on him. Oh, really? Yeah. And she's a ghost. Yeah. That's terrifying. But she, like, she looks real. Yeah. His, his whole thing is It looks like a look real like, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. Why does she vomit on him? What's her know. fucking deal? <laughs> it's like, this ghosts are just on the we're lash b- constantly. We're a bitch, I'm glad she's dead. <laughs> just, fucking, <laughs> just going for a tactical chunder. Yeah. It's like, like talking to all the ghosts are hanging out. The other room and like, I'm going to go chunder on this kid. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Get it on Snapchat. Or just like, man, this party in heaven's real good. I don't want to have to go to sleep yet. Let me vom. And <laughs> then come back to the party and keep playing Kings with David Bowie or whoever. <laughs> <laughs> I've had too many white linings and I'm going to need yeah. to just, just have a quick refresher on this child, <laughs> on this already traumatized child. <laughs> but you've been, all right, so you've been now like all over Russia. You've been to Kamchatka, which is something that I'm fucking super fascinated oh, with. Oh, I've not actually been to, I've been to oh, Vladivostok. Vladivostok, like okay. Close-ish. I mean, nothing in Russia is close to anything else in Russia, really. But like Vladivostok is like one of the closer big cities to Kamchatka. To out there. What's yeah. the what's the fu- most fucked place you've been to in Russia? Uh, oh, that's a good question. It depends on like, I can like categorize Russian towns and cities into different kinds of fucked. Okay. Like, so I've, n- for example, I've not been to Krasnyarsk. Yeah. But everyone says that Krasnyarsk is just like the most like poverty ridden, fucked up, like everyone's on heroin kind really? of vibe like that. Like I've not really seen any places like that. I think Russia's probably gotten a lot better since like the late nineties in yeah. terms of just like, there's a bit less kind of of that wild poverty. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not really gotten like that much better. Um, whereas uh, generally my rule when I was traveling was if you go somewhere with more than a million people, mm-hmm. it might be shit, but it won't be like terrible. Yeah. Like, there'll be like, there'll be a McDonald's there. Yeah. There'll be like, I've never been so relieved to see a McDonald's in my life as in like fucking real Siberian towns where you're like, I'm not sure that there's anything edible in this really? entire town. And you're like, oh, McDonald's, something standardized. Great, great, fuck. great. Um, but some of those places are nice, like normal towns though, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's one town that like everyone in, uh, everyone in Russia likes to shit on. It's like, it's like, like I don't know, like the Glasgow of Russia or something. Yeah, it's yeah, called yeah. Chelyabinsk. Okay. And it's like, cause it's like a big industrial town. There used to be lots of factories there and stuff. And I think a lot of the countryside around there is really polluted cause they've had so much manufacturing <laughs> for a long time. But actually <laughs> the town crazy. is fine. It's like, yeah. it's like a million and a half people. And there's like, you know, they've got like, 
chain restaurants and fucking right. like yeah all that all the kind of like electronic stores and stuff you would need you go to a city like uh kursk yeah which is like much uh which is like maybe like half a million people and it's not even that far from moscow it's like eight hours on a train okay. whereas chilabinsk is like a two and a half hour flight yeah sure. um and it's like so they don't have like they don't have any clothing stores that you would recognize, for example. Like they don't have like an H&M okay, or like okay. anything like that. Whereas they do in Chelyabinsk. But yeah. Like in, yeah, in Kursk, they just have like a place called like mm, Lady and Gentleman Clothing <laughs> Land. <laughs> 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 I found this out because they have like 40 shopping centers in Kursk, like mall Yeah, things, yeah, yeah. And none of them have anything in them that you could possibly want to buy. Like all the shops are like off-brand. And I'd run out of clothes. So I've been doing this tour and I haven't been able to wash anything. And I'm like, I'm just going to buy a t-shirt just so I can perform in a clean sure. t-shirt. And it took me like four hours to find a store with like an acceptable t-shirt. What, just like a plain shirt? Yeah, the promoter came and found me later that night and he's like, what have you been doing all afternoon? I'm just like, uh, buying this t-shirt. And he's yeah. like, well, the whole afternoon. And I'm like, surprisingly, yes. Wow. <laughs> what, what was so bad about all of it? Just like all the clothing stores, you go in there and then have like, uh, well, so there's a big thing in Russia for having like English slogans on t-shirts, okay. which is no <laughs> one, if, especially if once you're outside Moscow and St. Petersburg, no one really speaks English. Yeah, so like, right. That could be, you know, cause like, oh, oh, it's like having Chinese characters on as a, like a tattoo or whatever. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a t-shirt that says like, oh, I'm, I'm a dirty bitch. What? And you can't go on TV wearing that. Uh, I saw one, uh, that I saw a guy getting off a plane <laughs> once in a denim shirt and on the back of it in like acrylic lettering it said the style in like a really like cursive font yeah, and yeah. underneath that in like a in like a sans font it said it's time for flashlights <laughs> <laughs> it's like that is some conceptual <laughs> shit the style it's time for flashlights <laughs> it's like I yeah, couldn't come right. up with something funnier than that if I tried <laughs> yeah and the fact that that dude has no idea what it means is so good yeah. <laughs> he's just like hell yeah maybe he's a flashlight enthusiast <laughs> that's so yeah I really want that you want to like go up to that guy and he speaks perfect English you yeah know? <laughs> his nickname is the style yeah. because of his excellent taste in shirts yeah yeah and yeah. it's time for flashlights is like his personal it's motto. like he's a he's a like uh, some sort of uh, vice cop or something, you know? That was an amazing one I saw. Hang on, I'm going to find it on my phone because I can't remember exactly what it said. Uh, this was in Vladivostok. I recently went there with my sister. Um, Have you seen all of those, like, um, how, how much of, like, uh, the YouTube video version of Russia is true? Like, you know, drunk people fighting on farms and shit. Oh, that's Have you seen any of that? Yeah, that's definitely real shit. Like people just getting absolutely blasted. Yeah. Like, there's a there's like a I used to joke that there's like a progression to a Russian party. So until four AM uh-huh. it's pretty much the same as a London party. People are like drinking, taking drugs, whatever. Yeah. And then at some point around four AM at a party in London, the alcohol runs out and mm-hmm. everyone's like it's four AM, should probably go to bed. Yeah. It's like, you know, I've got things to do tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Um and this is when Russians, without even missing a beat, are like, who is drunk driving to buy more vodka? <laughs> Whom's among us? <laughs> and then they're like, Kolya, you never drive to get the vodka. You are He's like, I don't even know how to drive. Take the keys. <laughs> and then like Kolya comes back with the, you know, there's like a dead deer on the front of the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes back with the vodka. And then they continue drinking until like 11 in the morning when the scene is there's like, there's like four or five dudes with like 11 o'clock shadow. Oh. And they're like leaning on the table <laughs> with their elbows. And they're like... <laughs> And they're all crying and taking turns to tell tell stories about like their ex girlfriends and like dogs they had that died in childhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And someone comes in and is like, one of their girlfriends are coming and she's just gotten up for the day and it's like, the fuck are you guys doing? And they're like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> Corleo is telling a very emotional story <laughs> about his Labrador that died in a tragic mining accident. <laughs> Was that people that because like were the people that you were hanging out with like uh, like more aristocratic people with money like because you were telling me stories about people who were working for oligarchs and stuff right yeah so most of the people I know who've worked for oligarchs are actually foreigners okay um, because that's oligarchs want to have pet foreigners They're like right ah you have men from LSC teach the children I have men from Cambridge clean my toilet fuck <laughs> you it's like, there's a lot of that uh, yeah yeah and, right and um, 
Yeah, but uh, so a lot of my Russian friends, like my core circle of people, are people I met through Vanya. So they're like people who are from like what was known as like the Soviet intelligentsia. So like okay. people who were like, you couldn't really be wealthy in the Soviet Union, but you could be privileged. So right. like people whose parents were like uh, like engineers and no, like educated and people. Yeah, and then, and then usually if you were like if you were respected in your field, you'd get like given shit by the state. Okay, and for like intelligentsia people, usually the place they got given daches was on this place called Nikolinogara, which Wait, is like daches. Yeah, it's like a country house. Sorry. Ah. Um, yeah, and so they had all the mall in the space Nikolinogara, which is like. Uh, 35 kilometers west of moscow yeah and that's like the really it is to moscow what like it like silicon valley is to san francisco it's okay like, it's like a place where people have like big it's like a wealthy countryside. yeah it's place. like a little kind of community of people who had a bit better stuff yeah and so then when the soviet union collapsed that became a trendy place for like all of the new money from the 90s who were mostly right. criminals yeah um, to like also build like massive palaces so it's like yeah. a weird place because you have this divide between like all the soviet intelligentsia who are like wealthy even by western standards yeah like, yeah but you know they have much more like normal like like nice like country houses but like nothing crazy and then yeah. like in a like a, ne- a gated community next door will be all the fucking like oligarch palaces and they're just insane like yeah billions of dollars in there oh yeah like a fucking like your gold toilets and like yeah, yeah and those yeah. people so desperately want to be accepted by the old intelligentsia oh, who really like, refuse to associate with them and why like, yeah it's just weird well because if you met like what the so it's, like it's hard to separate when you're talking about like Russian society, like the uh, the stuff you bring over in terms of your understandings of like Western society. So, for example, when you talk about like new money in in Russia, it's like very different from like when people talk about new money in the UK. It's almost always just to be like snobby about working class people. Yeah, totally. Whereas when you talk about it in Russia, I mean, I'm sure there is an element of that, but it's also like a lot of it is like these people are literal criminals. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- so they really are, are like, judging They like the murdered a lot of people wealth. in the 90s and yeah. now they have like $200 million. And, yeah, that, well. and it's because they murdered a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so like th- there's a very like, there's like a very legitimate reason for like those people to be like distasteful of those other people. But sure. like it is still weird because they like live next door to each other, but it's they don't even know each other at all. They don't like their kids don't go to the same schools no because a lot of the oligarchs kids go to private schools whereas a lot of the intelligences kids they go to so another another weird hangover from the soviet union is private schools in russia aren't prestige they're like sending your kids abroad to school is prestige but if you're right. in russia it's much better for your kids to go to like a, a good state school that's considered because they're like state schools can be selective in russia and like there's okay like this weird and so there are like and all the schools are numbered. None of them have names. Oh, my God. So, for example, in Moscow, there's one of the, like, best high schools. is called School Number 57. Oh, my God. And so a lot of, like, intelligentsia, <laughs> and even some crazy. oligarchs, they want to get their kids into 57. That's know? the craziest shit I've heard about Russia so far. Yeah. The School Number 57? <laughs> How many schools are there? Thousands? Oh, oh, yeah. There are some in Moscow that are, like, School Number 1864 or whatever. Wow. And I think, I think they, Do they like, just have, like, a number on their shirt? For the school, like, do they have blazers know, like and a shit? prison? Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't think they have uniform. No, I don't. Okay, think they do. yeah, right, right, right um, of course. But yeah, wild. So yeah, that's but that's like very Soviet Union. Like, oh, we'll just number. There are like whole towns in Russia that are just numbered. Oh, they're mostly ones that used to be like secret military towns where they had like uh, atomic like research fucking yeah, institutes and stuff, yeah. and so they wouldn't like name them. So they would just put the, like a number, and it wouldn't be on the map officially. And so this is like this town. Ta- oh, this is town number like two hundred and sixty-three. Wow. Um, actually, another thing about that town, Chile Avinsk, I was telling you about. Yeah. Um, it's got five lakes all around it, and they're called lakes one, two, three, four. <laughs> 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 it's like it's like one of the famous and at least vaguely nice sounding things about your town, and you couldn't even be fucked to name to them. name the lakes. <laughs> and how how long have people been living in that place then? Are a lot of these places mm. really new, like newly founded places from like the Soviet era? Uh, well, so a lot of them were renamed. So, for example, uh, so uh, Yekaterinburg, which is like a town, in, a big town in the Urals. Yeah. That was where they shot the Sars. Oh, Yekaterinburg. That was, uh, they had football games there in the World Cup, they I believe. Did. Yes. Yeah. So, that was what it was called under the Sars, because it's named after Yekaterina Velika, who was one of like the really famous Sars. Okay. She, and she conquered what is now most of Eastern Russia, which was like largely like unsettled or it right. was like... It inhabited by like just like barbarians and stuff like barbarians <laughs> <laughs> yeah the barbarian pe- the barbaric people, people people of barbarity yeah. the scum <laughs> the scum <laughs> can't believe i used that word but that was like uh 
that was just me playing a lot of civilization when I was a kid, and people yeah. who didn't have towns were called barbarians. That's crazy. Oh, very normal. And you know why the where the word barbarian comes from? Where so um the uh it's from the Greek barbaros. Yeah. And they used to call them that because when they those people didn't speak Greek. So mm-hmm. for the ancient Greeks, like whether or not you spoke Greek was the line between whether or not you were like a human being. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you couldn't speak Greek, you were like some kind of like semi-animal. Like right. what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. And they used to call them barbarians because when they spoke, it just sounded like barbarians. That's so funny. Yeah. Also, like uh, hoi polloi is from from Greek as well. What's uh, that? It means it means the many, literally. Yeah. So oh, so it like, literally means the many in ancient Greek. Yeah. As hoi opposed polloi. to uh, so the the uh, hoi oligoi, which means the few, which is where you get oligarchs from, like the rule oh. by a few. Yeah. Studying classics at Cambridge, there man, shit pays off. This shit's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what? So, yeah, so the town got renamed Ekaterinburg. Yeah, so it was called Ekaterinburg, and then the Soviets renamed it Sverdlovsk. Which means? So, uh, Sverd, I'm not sure exactly what it means, but it's like, it's it's something you can mine. It's like a metal or something. They okay. used to mine there. Right. So that was like, that's very Soviet. Like, oh, they have lots of Sverd there. We will yeah. call it Sverdlovsk because Yekaterinburg is bad. Yeah, and then yeah, when it came yeah. back, they renamed it because it's just a horrible name. Yeah, sure. Uh, like so St. it's St. like Petersburg. calling someone like Iron Town. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, St. Petersburg became uh, uh, Leningrad. Leningrad, yeah. Um, which is one of the nicer, like, Soviet and then, and then it was Stalingrad after that, right? Uh, no, so Stalingrad was the town that's now called Volgograd. Okay. Well, they also have World Cup games. Yeah, um, yeah, that's down in that's down in the south. Okay, um, which I think the reason why there was a big battle at Stalingrad was to stop the Nazis getting to the oil fields. Because if you go south from there, you basically start getting into the Caucasus and Azerbaijan, which is right. where all the, all the Soviet oil came from, or a lot of it came from. Which is where all their um, money came from. Yeah, and so they were determined to like stop the Nazis at, at the the Volga River in in Stalingrad. Yeah, uh, which they did at the cost of like some like ten million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something. It was yeah. like fucking wild. Um, that was the battle with the infamous like one man holds the rifle and the other man holds yeah, the bullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holds the bullets. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that movie. Uh, yeah, no, they're uh, they're fucking mad. That's like a. Um, uh, that's a, that's a weird thing actually. Like the uh, the obsession with like the victory in the Second World War. That's oh like really? A they huge love that huge deal in Russia. Really? Um, and it's like it's weird because um, I mean like have you ever been to like Remembrance Day in the UK or whatever? Uh, I'm, I've been to Anzac Day in Australia. Okay, yeah, similar. Yeah. So like the general like so you could still make an argument that those holidays are like a bit jingoistic or whatever. Yeah. But it's predominantly the overtone is like. This is really sad. A lot of people died yeah. in the war. War is bad. Remember like them. people put flowers on shit. Like it's that kind of a like Russian Victory Day, and it's called Victory, Victory Day. Day. Um, is like, <laughs> do you want another fucking war? Look at all these tanks. We are ready. <laughs> like it's that. That is the vibe. Like they are not fucking about. And what do people do? Do people get drunk? Yeah, people get drunk. There's like this huge fucking parade through mm-hmm. Moscow of like tanks and fucking yeah. missiles and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like people have this bizarre like um, <laughs> they have this huge thing like We're yeah we ready. fucking we fucking fucked up the Germans like the Germans regret they ever came to Russia we fucking fucked them in the ass. <laughs> it's like, it's like you, you did, but not through like some great tactical victory. More via the like if we throw enough meat. At this, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like I feel like it should be remembered as far more of a tragedy in Russia. than Yeah, it is. totally. Like, but they don't think about it like, like that. Like thirty million Russians died in the Second World War. Like, yeah, it was like fuck it, that was like half their population at the time. Or, like getting on for half is like yeah, yeah. wild. Um and but for them it's like and they the love great, it. the great victory. Wow. It's like it was quite a it's quite a bad victory. Like I mean it was it was a necessary one, but it was like it's not one you were like, oh yeah, classic one. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't, yeah. Well, it wasn't terms a, like, of, like six the organization. Love, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And in terms of the organisation of it, it should be... I mean, all of the Western cinema and everything, like media about it, is like, oh, this is such a tragedy. But yeah. they don't see it like that. Yeah, I mean, people look at D-Day as like a big tragedy. And something yeah, yeah. like and something like 2 or 3% of the soldiers at D-Day died. Like, not, yeah. it was actually quite a low percentage. Whereas, like, Stalingrad was like fucking millions. Yeah, like, totally. More died than survived, for sure. Um, and are people ready for a war <laughs> in uh, Russia? What's the because the prevailing narrative in the West, I think, especially leading up to the World Cup, was like Russians are just normal people. If you speak to an everyday Russian, they're the same as us. They they just want to live their lives and be peaceful. Which is absolutely true. I think yeah. there's like, I, you know, I, I've met so many really great people. In, well, like, in, fundamentally, if you go anywhere, people are more or less the same. It's yeah. not really like the people, but like the culture is different. So yeah. like um, Russia's problem is they just have an insane political culture. Okay. Like 
Um, and most also though that political culture is based on the fact that it's all based around the second world war which for the russians is a defensive war because they never talk about um you know like fucking molotov ribbentrop or whatever Uh, if you look at any soviet okay so in 1939 the uh the soviets and the nazis made a pact to divide poland the soviets invaded from the east and the and the germans from the west yeah um no one talks about that it's not a thing yeah um and so if you go to any Soviet war memorial, there it always says 1941 to 1945, which right, was for them the days of the war. Because that was the day that's that they when started the Germans fighting the Nazis. invaded Russia. Um, which, which, so they see that as like their Pearl Harbor. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, and it enables them to do a lot of whitewashing about like what... Because there's this like people always make this dumb thing like, oh, who was worse, Stalin or Hitler? And it's like, well, like definitely Hitler because like... Hitler was just like a genocidal maniac. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Stalin, like, at least had some pretensions to like aims that weren't genocidal. Totally. But he did also murder a shit ton of people. More people than Hitler. Right? Yeah. In the yeah, end, yeah. I mean, he had a lot longer to have a go at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so then there's this weird thing where like uh, people, particularly in Russia, are very keen to see like the Soviet Union as like never being the aggressor and like okay. being. This was like we were defending our homeland and stuff, which is like sort of true for the yeah. most part. Um, but that actually in some ways it has a positive influence on the modern politics because like Russians see wars from a defensive perspective they so, don't like, want to go out a lot of the, the shit is like you will never invade Russia we will fuck you in the ass and yeah. it's like cool no one wanted to invade <laughs> yeah, Russia yeah, yeah. it's cold there's nothing there <laughs> like no yeah. no one wants it do they talk about Chill Napoleon out. still do they love a bit of Napoleon yeah they have like like napoleon there's just like this weird like because like the old the old uh russian aristocracy became like really french after the napoleonic wars really and so yeah so if you read like war and peace or something they're, they're all speaking french to each other the whole time yeah, yeah a lot yeah. of the russian aristocrats could barely even speak russian oh really because they were um, they were raised speaking french and they amongst themselves would only speak french um yeah crazy that's wild yeah really odd which i mean the british aristocracy used to speak french as well for like a long time but they could also speak english yeah, but the yeah. Fact that, like some of the which gives you a sense of like how out of touch a lot of the russian aristocracy were with, like, with the people they're like the serfs. and those are i guess the people who set the political culture right are the aristocracy to an extent like how engaged it was overthrown are, by the soviet union so. how engaged are the rest of the people with their politics uh, with the aristocracy, or yeah, like, well, yeah, with the like, because you say like the political culture is weird. Yeah, what does that mean on a day to day level? Um, so because they don't get to vote in elections. Well, they do. Well, they do. I mean, the elections are like I don't know how rigged the elections are. They definitely rig some of them some of the time. Yeah, for sure. Whether they rig all of them all of the time, I don't know because like. Uh, Putin is just genuinely popular. Like, yeah, okay. Because, I mean, he controls the media. So if you control the media, you can be as popular as you want. Yeah, yeah. Particularly in a country like Russia where people are used to the narrative of, like, us versus them, which is right. what he tries to engender. We've gotten into some really heavy political analysis. Yeah, here. I mean, this is interesting um, <laughs> for me. Um, so um, basically, like, the narrative, like... Uh, there's a really great book all about this if you're interested called uh, Nothing is True and Everything is Possible Adventures in Modern Russia it's by this guy called Peter Pomerantsev who like grew up in London but he had Russian parents who were like Soviet dissidents and then he went back to work in Russia for like 10 years in the late 90s Sure. and he was making documentaries so it's like a series of anecdotes about the documentaries that he made but it has all this great analysis of like the mentality and the political culture and um, but yeah he he makes a great analysis of it which is that um uh, the the Putinist media doesn't exist to like advance a particular narrative. Okay. It, it exists to advance the narrative that like all narratives are equally bad and full of lies. <laughs> so like if you watch different state news channels, they're advancing like different versions of the same story and claiming different statistics and stuff. Really? In an attempt to just engender the idea that like it's all made up. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. might as well believe whatever you're told. Really? Um, and that also engenders in a lot of people like... I mean, we're talking about energy. we're talking about like the Russian equivalent of people who voted for Donald Trump. Like okay. that, yeah, yeah, but like yeah. that's a lot of people. Like yeah. Russia and America are actually very similar. Like they have massive inequality, and they have a massive inequality, particularly of like education and like access to the outside world. Yeah, in the same way that like people from like buttfuck Arkansas have largely never left the state. Yeah, let alone totally. America. That's very interesting, right? Same thing if you live in like the middle of Siberia and you're like an uneducated guy, you've got no opportunity to get any education. You've got yeah. no, no opportunity to ever move anywhere because your salary is like a hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Um, 
So those people then, they like, they then assume that like Western media is the same. So like, they're like, you know, someone, there'll be like a BBC article exposing something that's going on in Russia. And they're like, well, your media is all like, you know, it's just like our media, which yeah, is all yeah, lies. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's not actually how it works. Like, yeah. It definitely has biases, but like not. <clears throat> oh, and so you same. might as well just believe the guy that you like the most. Right, exactly. At that point. Yeah. yeah. And then like, Basically, whenever stuff gets worse in Russia, Putin gets more popular, even if it's worse because of policies that he has enacted. Because every time it gets worse, he manages to do this amazing political maneuver where it's like, it's worse because the West don't like that Russia has a strong leader. So they're making it, they're making you suffer because I'm fighting them on your behalf. Like that's like the whole, um, and so, and most of the things that are like, so for example, one of the things a lot of people don't know about the sanctions against Russia is that most of the sanctions that make your life shit when you live in Russia are sanctions not introduced by the West, but introduced by the Russian government against itself. Right. So basically like, um, Europe will say something like, oh, our sanction is we're not buying any more Russian goods. Okay. But like Russia barely exports anything at all (laughs) apart from oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, and it doesn't export much to Europe. So that doesn't really hurt. But then the Russians are like, well, fuck you. You're not buying our goods. We won't buy any of your goods. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like, like, fucking Which is like, a macro political move. A shit ton of like Russia's like fruit and vegetables and like food meat used to come from Europe. Yeah, Particularly yeah. Particularly like Eastern Europe where that stuff is all cheap. Okay. Like Poland, place like that. But that's all EU. So yeah. they now, um, so suddenly like all your fruit and vegetable, either there's like nothing or it's really expensive. Okay. And it's like, it's equalizing a bit now because like Russian farmers and stuff have picked up a bit of the slack and like they've found new, like a lot of stuff gets imported through Belarus. So like Belarus is like basically a client state of Russia, but it's sure. nominally independent. So like they can import stuff to Belarus and relabel it as Belarusian produce and then export it to Russia as and like they, Belarusian like- Parmesan. With like Russian capital, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so like all these people in Russia are like, oh fuck, everything's so expensive. My wages are fucked up. Like, there's no like, I can't get like the food that I want and stuff. And he's like, this is all because of the West. Yeah, and then that's, um, but actually, it's like a Russian government policy. That's interesting to the comparison that you made between the U.S. and Russia because the U.S. In the like people, we have this trope about American people not having passports and never having mm. seen the world. We blame yeah. them for that because they're the idea of America is like you're free, you have the freedom, mm. and they don't use it because they're fucking stupid. But in Russia, we go, oh, those poor Russian farmers, they can never leave Russia. But really, those people mm. are in the same situation. Yeah, exactly. But we it's blame just that the Americans. People, uh, I we I did <laughs> I made a joke once about uh, America um, is that like the difference in America and Russia is only that in in America those people believe that they should have nice things. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> in Russia, they're just like. Literally, I've heard people say like their favorite phrase is "Ethnosia." Like this is Russia. Like whenever yeah, you're like, okay. you're like, this situation is like so fucked up. Like, what are you gonna do about it? And they're like. Yeah, it has always been this way. way. (laughs) Yeah, why are you wasting time complaining when you should just accept it? Yeah, whereas in America, not only do those people think that like their lives will get better, they think that their lives are better than they are now. Yeah, totally. Because the American establishment has managed to do such a fucking mind fuck on the people of the US, particularly the poor people. Yeah, that they're like, yeah, this is a fine system. No one has healthcare because healthcare is like oppression. It's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah healthcare yeah, is like healthcare's going to steal my more more money off me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Hitler had healthcare. Yeah, <laughs> must be bad. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's one of my favorites, actually. When people, you remember those memes they used to be where someone would like share a quote that like sounds quite reasonable, and then at the bottom it would say Hitler said that. Yeah. Think yeah, about it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hitler could have said something reasonable. Yeah, Hitler. Like, should. I mean, Hitler said, "Fucking have a shower. You smell bad." Yeah, well, exactly. No, never no. shower. Hitler said that, yeah. You see, I'm <laughs> smart. I'm not showering for equality. That's what I'm doing. I don't believe in genocide, therefore I will then smell. I'm gonna, no, I want to smell bad, dude. That's my right as a fucking American. Yeah, I mean, Hitler must so have at least once said, you know, it's cold outside, put a coat on. <laughs> good, good work, Hitler. Still disagree with you vehemently about the genocide stuff. But not but, like you know, coats. Yeah, coats, fine. Okay. So we can now, overlap. So you're not going to live in Russia anymore? No. Uh, I'm not sure I can if any of them listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I guess to to wrap then, like, what are you gonna miss? Are you gonna miss some parts of the thing? Oh yeah, I mean, like, obviously the people you got friends there. Yeah, like good friends there. Like, you definitely miss like the wildness of it. Like, there's definitely like an element of like uh, after Russia, a lot of places feel just a bit boring because okay. like you like you know you go out and. 
I don't know, you can leave your door at nine o'clock in the morning in Russia and there's like two wasted Uzbek guys who barely speak Russian who are yeah, trying yeah. to like ask you what a taxi is. <laughs> so like, that's like a, that's like, a, that's like an element of just like insanity to it. Like, sure. Uh, one of my friends was driving to work one morning and in the middle of like a really busy junction in the middle of Moscow at rush hour, there was a, just a fucking brand new BMW on fire and yeah. people were just driving around it. There's like, there's no fire brigade there. There's no cops there. People are just like, whatever, fucking, he, lo- he lost. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get to work. Yeah, yeah, totally. No one's even taking pictures. No one's taking like, pictures, nothing. You half expect someone to walk up to it, like light a fag off <laughs> it and carry on, you know? Like, like. Um, but yeah, and then I don't know, like, uh, I think the things I'll miss probably are, um, apart from that, like, uh, uh, Sirok, which is this really dope thing you can buy in any Russian supermarket, which is like, uh, uh, like a tiny bar of cheesecake wrapped okay. in chocolate. Yeah. It's like the unholy marriage of a cheesecake <laughs> and a chocolate bar. It's amazing. Um, and also just like the weird, there's a lot of crazy bureaucracy there, but in on some levels, like life there is so fucking simple. Like yeah. if you want to rent an apartment, you go and you meet the landlord of the apartment and you're like, I like this apartment. Here's an envelope full of money. And he's like, great, it's your apartment. And he just leaves. Where? Like, <laughs> you don't sign any fucking paperwork. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You just give him an envelope with money every month and he's happy. Like there's no like... Wow. Um, you just and you just like say a price verbally. You're just like, uh, fucking, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, five hundred. Exactly. You can like haggle. Like, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, some of the apartments you live in are shit. But I mean, you ever tried to rent an apartment in London? Like, yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah, Christ. yeah, yeah. No, then it's insane. I mean, you've done a stand-up show. About yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them. Are <laughs> Although that sounded horrible. a bit more Russian in some ways. That living situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, okay. I reckon we're done, man. Yeah. Do you want to kill good. that? That yeah. was fucking sick. I love fun. Do you want to plug anything? Uh, do I want to play anything? Oh, I have a podcast. Um, yeah, it's called, Trash uh, Future. It's called Trash Future. Aiden's been on as a guest a few times. I have. It's lovely. Um, Go check that out. It's about if you like, if you were in any way interested in the political conversation that we just had, Trash mm. Future is like that, but without me going, oh, really? But sometimes <laughs> with Aiden going, oh, really? Because there are some. There, I think there are there are two apps out at the moment that both have you on in the yeah, back catalog, yeah, yeah. and there's one coming out soon on our on our bonus Patreon feed. So yeah. if you like it enough to subscribe, you're going to be yeah, go give getting these guys money because I don't have Patreon. Uh, yeah, dope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, this is uh, yeah, dope. You can you can like hit me up on Instagram or Twitter. I'm at Milo underscore Edwards on both. Sick, so, sick, nice. Thanks for chatting, cool. man. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. You.